going down. Oh man, X2, good times. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Bottom Boys of FIFA Apocalypse podcast. I am your host, Daniel Conley, along with my co-host over here. Lewis Connect, what's up, everybody? I don't, I don't even know how to respond to that. Um, we are going to recap week six for you and take a look at ahead of week it seven. Rosemary. That it was Rosemary, everybody. I'm waving it in front of uh, my co-host. It's Rosemary. It's a Rosemary leaf. Guess you guys think I'm turning to substance. Just be careful for her baby. Um, so let's let's go ahead and uh, talk about week week six and and get off the rosemary talk. We don't want to alert any feds. Week six, match day fourteen. First matchup of the week was Michael versus George. Michael wins two one. Thoughts? Um, not surprised, but very close match. I mean, this is one of those things where it could go either way. George does his usual thing, keeps it close. Um. But he also does his usual thing and uh, has issues scoring. And with Michael, you have to score in order to beat him. Well, obviously. But, um, I mean, you're, you need to score probably more upwards of three, four goals to beat him. And you also need to play good defense to keep his scoring down. So, sorry, George. But hooray, Michael, as the play bipartisan here. Yeah, no, you know, Michael's locked in a title fight right now, as we discussed um over the past couple weeks, George was sort of on the uh, on the periphery there, but doesn't look like he's going to be able to make any noise. Actually, I think math. No, mathematically he's still in it, but it's 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 getting close. So Michael's playing for every single point he can get, um, and I think that urgency just shows in a two-one victory like that. Yeah. In fact, that was not the only uh, one-goal results this week. Actually, I think most of these were one-goal results. Um, next on that list was Jordan versus Sam. Barcelona versus Liverpool. And Jordan was able to pull out a 3-2 victory. This is a big one. You have Samuel who's uh, trying to climb upwards in the table. He seems to be getting a better handle of Liverpool. Um, maybe he's been listening to uh, smack talk from his brother and uh, off the pot, of course. Um, George handled his interview with Grace and did not uh, at all disparage his brother. Good job, George. Uh, but I'm sure there's there's off some behind the scenes uh, talk that's going on and that is meant to boost Samuel. But in this one, I mean, Jordan also wants to keep his position in the top. The uh, top men, Green Gremlin, everybody wants to be there, but you want to stay there, of course. Um, getting a little bit about uh, changing things, but Jordan was able to get that victory. Good for you, Jordan. Jordan did what he had to do on the day. Um, you know, we're, we're going to get to our table recap when we finish off the matchups, but um, was not able to maintain that position. That, that's unfortunate for him, but he's going to be looking to fight back. Stay tuned to find out why. Um, next match. I'll let you read this one. Uh, next match I see is... Uh, Table leader Chris at three and, and yourself at one. What happened here? Man, I don't want to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it. So, such a close... I feel like I played such a great game. I was keeping Chris down. Um, my defense was playing great up until the 80th minute. Right around there, I was probably getting hasty, and Chris does what he usually does and pulled ahead. Um, it was nice to get that uh, opening goal. Um, and then, I mean, the rest was just me trying to maintain possession, um, try to create some opportunities, and I think I rushed it, and in the end, Chris took advantage of that. And, I mean, then, after pulling away 2-1, to one, I made a dumb move, and Chris scored once again, so it doesn't look nearly as close as the game actually was. Um, sorry, Michael, I was trying to help you out in this one, but uh, Chris is Chris. And he's got Real Madrid, so he is probably the most challenging to beat. And you played really well for eight-ninths of this match. I'm not going to lie. You scored early. Uh, we had we had a discussion a couple, I don't know, in the past couple of weeks about how scoring early against Chris is not always the best idea because then he tends to just come right after you and pour it on. 
he scored again right away, but you were able to hold him off for a while. And I thought perhaps maybe you were going to be able to pull a draw out of it. But a 3-1 loss like that, especially with two of the goals coming in the last 10 minutes, you can't be too upset about that. I got a negative goal differential still. I'm trying to climb out of it. You don't understand having a negative goal differential to start off FIFA apocalypse and its existence. That still lingers over me. There's still comments about that. I mean, I, I do want to point out that perhaps the podcast fortunes have changed between the two co-hosts. We'll get, we'll get into all of that here in a bit. But the but the next matchup, I don't know if you want to read off the next matchup. So the next matchup is a Daniel versus Kyle. Wow, Man City versus Atletico Madrid. Daniel with a three to two victory. Good job, Daniel. Thank you. Once upon a time, Daniel was uh, a bottom boy. Again, we'll get to the standings in a little bit, but uh, this helps you out of that. The, this was this was definitely a part of it. Um, I was released from my quarantine. And I played four matches in, in week six for, for the league. And might I add, since you've been released from your quarantine, you've been playing sensational. Um, has there been like a, a, a change in anything? I mean, I, I think I just needed to get away and clear my head for a bit. I got, Sounds about right. I had 10 days of mandatory quarantine. I couldn't play. I just I just sat there and I didn't think about FIFA Apocalypse for a while. Tied to the, uh, the bed frame... Um, you know, some, some nice handcuffs. Um, I don't know who put them on you, but um, anyways, you needed to be quarantined and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We'll just say bound. You, you know, I don't know how you know about that, but that's surprisingly accurate. Wow. Well, um, hey, you heard, you heard it here, listeners. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, we didn't talk about, at the time of the last record, I had not played my uh, week five matches, but I ended up beating Fernando two to one, and then drawing with James two to two, and then here in match day fourteen, end up getting a three two victory. Um, it's looking resurgent for Man City here. We got we got a lot of points lately, and we're looking on the way up. But we'll, you know, I was just glad to be able to beat Kyle. Yeah, that's a big win, a huge win. Um, interesting week for Kyle, to say the least. Interesting week for Kyle, to say the least. Um, next match. Brian versus Fernando. Um, well, just to say that uh, this being a tie one to one, not surprising given this season. Um, honestly, I feel like I, I, if Brian just isn't. It just isn't happening with Inter Milan, even though he beat me earlier in the season um, because I'm just not consistent. But this, this tie, honestly, Brian is probably in the middle might stay in the middle um i don't know if he's been practicing with inter milan it's never easy for anybody just ask chris um i mean you see that difference from last season to this season with chris getting uh from inter milan to real madrid um but yeah good job fernando and getting that result you're gonna need all the results you can get from here on both of these teams have five draws this season. You're not wrong about that one. Essentially, you've got a bo- the bottom boy. Um, you have a bot. Yeah, you have the bottom boy, um, Fernando. Which we've got a special treat for you, listeners. Uh, speaking of the bottom boys of FIFA Apocalypse, um, he's, he's trying to climb his way out. I wouldn't discount him at uh, making the play-in for uh, Champions League, but. He's got to turn it around. He's got to get his offense uh, into gear. He's got to master Bayern. And he's going to need to do it quick. Um, it's not It's not too late now. He's only sitting three points back of Brian for that last play-in spot. But then num- the ninth spot with Sam, is he's five points back of that. So there's not as much room to, to breathe there. He's going to need to start. He, need, he needs to get a win here in the next week, which we'll take a look at his matchups next week. But. Take a look at that. Um, and then the next one. James versus Carey. Um, tell us about that. I will tell you about that right here, right now. You see here, James won three to two. Um, Thank you for the, the insightful analysis. You, you heard it here. If you didn't see it on the spreadsheet, you heard it here. Um, and if you didn't watch the game, um, James trying to maintain his momentum, um, edging this win against Carey. I wasn't watching this, but I, I was hearing. Uh, 
the vocal responses to the game as, as our lovely commissioner was playing. Um, it was a tough one. It was a tough one for him. Um, I feel like he feels he could have gotten a result out of this, and it would have been a big result, considering he's the bottom boy. Well, it uh, it wouldn't be easy because he played this matchup second in the week. The the matchup he played first in the week, of course, being in match day 15 against Michael. A 2-1 loss. Very impressive. Michael um, barely squeezing some of these matchups out. He only scored four goals this week in two matchups. Back-to-back tough ones for Kerry. I'm sorry, Kerry. Sorry, Kamish. You got you to gotta basically take a step back. Work your uh, your formation and uh, do them drills. Basically, no Baskin Robbins. That's exactly my approach as, as I'm going into. I feel like I've uh, buttered up. I fattened my players on this Baskin Robbins bit. I also think the uh, acquisition by uh, Inspire Brands hasn't helped me. So uh, I think it's for some reason it's trickled down to my players. Maybe I don't know if that's affected carry, but um, offensive production needs to go upwards for carry. He's he's not in a bad spot. I mean, he's his goal differential and his goals allowed match Brian, who sits one point above him in the table. Um, and he's two wins away from making it into at least at this point, as we stand at the end of uh, end of week six, end of match day fifteen. He stands two wins away from making it into the the green. And I guess right now, your sc- the scope would be on Champions League. If you're basically uh, James, Bel- or if you're basically fifth and, and below, um, you're minded on Champions League. I mean, yeah, take each game one at a time, but I mean, think about where you be for Champions League. Playing, just, you want to be in the, in the tables. We're going to talk about the table in, in a sec, but I would argue third through below is is looking at champions league yeah but we'll 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 get to that in a sec we were talking about the resurgent james we were talking about bottom boy fernando james and fernando matched up in match day 15 this was a barn burner not only was it a barn burner in that just before us playing this uh recording this podcast they got their game in hallelujah um but man so many goals James six, Fernando four. Goodness gracious! I'm trying to. I'm looking here, and I'm trying to see if they're the game where Fernando has scored. Oh no, he scored four against Jordan in round one of the uh, in the qualifiers. Yeah, but that need that needed extra time. That needed extra time. That's right. I'm trying to think. Went through regular time if Fernando has scored that many goals, which in itself is an achievement, although it did result in a loss. See, I think that is. I'm scrolling so slow. It is the most that Fernando has scored, so at least pat yourself on the back for that. But sadly, it, it was all for naught as far as results in the table go. As James got the W, he got the W. He got the three points. James making his way up on in the table. Um, James is is looking sharp right now. He's going to be a tough beat. It seems like he's getting a handle under Tottenham. We'll see if he can rise even further up the table and make a run for rise like a phoenix. Run for for those those top spots. Um, oh hey, speaking of on the rise, the next match we got Daniel versus Brian, and uh, Daniel wins three to two. Look at that. Well, be. I think this is the first time I've taken all six points from a week. Or, you know, three, three points from every matchup in the league. Just to piggyback on that uh, uh, bit you were talking about with the uh, quarantine, you've been uh, you've been not exceeding expectations, but you have definitely been performing much better. Offensively, defensively, uh, you've been increasing your possession percentages each game. We've, we've had a uh, focused attack. We've had a consistent game plan. And most importantly, I can say that my players have been inspired. You know, when I went into quarantine, the day after I went into quarantine, Baskin Robbins was acquired acquired by Inspire Brands. And uh, since then, my team has not has has played pretty well. So I, I have to imagine that they also were inspired by Inspire Brands. 
That's fantastic. I think my uh, players can basically watch some tape and uh, focus on how you've turned it around and your team's turned it around. You hear that, Delini? You're fucking up. But uh, uh, Gilini and Delith, if, if the the real the real you, if you're listening to this, which like Michael Stipe, you're not. Um, I apologize. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> a team that did not fuck up this past week, and we already talked about Chris's win over you in match day 14. He was able to beat Kyle in match day 15, three to nothing. Goose egg for Kyle. Which I'll, I'll I'm gonna say it. This is a controversial take, and I've heard a lot of people say this is a controversial take, but I'm going to say it. I think Kyle's title hopes are done. I mean, is that controversial? I honestly think that um, Chris is probably going to win the. I mean, Chris is probably going to win the league. Honestly, I know it's very close with Chris and Michael, but like, what's stopping Chris? First of all, let's look to. Um, that's right. It's, Match day 22 when Chris and Michael face off on the last day of regular play, regular season play. That is going to mean a lot, just like it did in season one. Holy cow. Those those of you who weren't around in season one, I'm talking Fernando, I'm talking James, Sam, Jordan. That's all of you who weren't around in season one. I I wasn't there either, at least. uh, You weren't there mentally. You weren't there defensively, I can tell you that. Um, uh, those of you who weren't around in, in season one, we had we had this race in season one where Chris and Michael went down to the final match of the season. They played each other. Chris needed a draw. Michael needed a win, and I believe Chris got the win. Chris got the win. But it was it was an exciting finish. Unlike last season where Michael sort of ran away with it, that was a really exciting down to the wire finish. And I hope we have that again. Honestly, it would be so cool if Michael. Could uh, and please, Michael, listen to this. Um, if he could take the table, if he could win the league with Arsenal, that'd be wild. Would like, it as his team that he roots for? And uh, just considering that Real Madrid is just composed as a team, I guess it depends your playing style. But just the the rankings in the game itself better than Arsenal. That is true. I would say Real Madrid is definitely better than Arsenal. That is true. On on paper, Arsenal versus Real Madrid, that Arsenal winning would be an upset. But we got a long way to go before that. We do. I've got no transition for this. <laughs> We're just going to get right into this bloodbath. I think you know what's coming next. Your match against Sam. Differential was made negative thanks to this six to two blunder against Samuel. Um, so <laughs> you heard on the last podcast the uh, opening uh, quote that I was afraid of Samuel. He intimidates me. Well, it definitely showed as uh, I basically shit the bed. It's Samuel the game. It was definitely the most goals I've given up this uh, season, and uh, I got lucky and one of those two goals I got. Like, Ronaldo was just able to scoop that up, and it was uh, an act unbecoming of Biamonte, Calcio, Juventus, and uh, the boys in yellow, as you see when I play. Um, and an act unbecoming of myself in this season. So, thank God I had games in hand and that these two losses that I had against Chris and Samuel didn't affect my place in the table. As of now, though, because if you hear that, do you hear that behind you? Those are footsteps. Those are footsteps of me, your co-host, coming up and taking your place in the table. I'm coming oh, for you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. My team hears them, too. Okay, good. Um, speaking of two other teams that, that surround you in the table, George and Jordan faced off and probably had the best possible result for you in a 2-2 draw. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it allowed me to remain a green gremlin and, and Jordan go back to a, a middle match. All right, so let's take a look at the table now that we've finished wrapping up the, the matchups, which all of you no doubtedly watched. And if you didn't... Then too bad! Then that sucks for you, because there are some well-played games this this week. 
Um, no surprises at the top of the table. Nothing's changed there. Chris in first, Michael in second. Both have already clinched at least the play-in for Champions League. Hooray. So we'll, we'll be seeing them again in December. No surprises there. Um, no, no surprises there. Two of our league has uh, never deviated from Chris and Michael as far as end results. So. I think Kyle finished second last season. Did he? Chris, Chris wasn't good last year. All right, because of Inter. What am I saying? Uh, it was so, something like that. The pain of everybody's existence, but a beautiful place to uh, go to if you want to. Um, following up, Chris and Perhaps Michael. Post, uh, pandemic. Yeah, well, you can't travel there now. Well, I'm going to go canoe. All right, canoe. Pacific through Panama Canal to the Atlantic through Mediterranean and then hike all the way. I got my methods. Okay. Uh, following up, Chris and Michael sits Kyle in third. We had real high hopes for Kyle this week. Um, maybe your hopes might have been higher than mine because I was playing him, so I wanted to make sure I beat him. But, you know, um, Kyle sitting in third. He is now 12 points back of Chris for first place with seven games to go. It's mathematically still possible. Realistically, I don't see it happening. I think he's sort of in that weird limbo where he's basically going to have to settle for automatic entry. And unlike last season, um, there's no benefit for being top four but not top two for Champions League draws. That is very true. So you can be either third or sixth. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just for personal pride. Mm -hmm. But I mean, also, I mean, every, every game does count. Like, this builds your team going into Champions League. That's true. You want to be on a high going into Champions League. You also don't want to lose ground where you're at right now. Like, let's see. Um, Between, you know, George and Jordan, there are four points. So And me. George and me. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You you are neck and neck except goal differential. (laughs) Yeah. Which, we'll get to that in a sec. Um, but yeah, so there's still a lot of football to be played. George sitting there in fourth, um, at 22 points. And this is where it starts to get really interesting because as we noted, George is at 22 points. Um, I'm at 18 points. You can make an argument. Sam is at 16 points and that's one good week. That's six points of separation. That's one week. If George... That's the difference a week can make, everybody. George loses both his matchups this week. Sam wins both his matchups this week. Sam moves ahead of George. Mm, well, pending goal differential. Pending goal differential. Always pending goal differential. But, but that's how tight it is right now, is that the number four through number nine seeds are all within one week of separation. Uh, we have James sitting there. And we got some matchups coming up that... That will... will I mean a lot yeah, within that... Uh, James is sitting there in fifth. Um, he's he's looked pretty good. He he bumped you down to sixth with a win. Um, you're still clinging on to that green gremlin spot. You know what? I'm just so lucky to be where I'm at right now because the way my team's been playing. Um, if we include that League Cup uh, disgrace qualifier that I lost to uh, you, I'm on three straight losses. And yeah, trying to turn it around, and you know what? Back off! I'm trying my hardest. Uh, you're clinging onto that green gremlin spot. Jordan and I are sitting there, one point back of you. We're trying to take that green gremlin spot from you, and I think there might be a might be a fascinating Jordan and myself matchup coming up next week. I haven't looked at the schedule, but there might be. Yeah, I haven't looked at the schedule either. Then uh, sitting in ninth is Sam. At 16 points, again, he's a week's worth of good games away from grabbing Green Gremlin spot. Um, and then we get down to Brian clinging onto that playing spot with 14 points. Carey just behind him, just barely behind him at 13 points. And then Fernando sitting at the at the bottom of the table with 11 points. But I, I mean, again, a win away from being in the play-in for... Champions League. Every, so everything is very close. Everybody has stake in the Champions League. Nobody is out of reach. So this is just kind of a motivational speech to everybody. Um, inspire your team. Reward them with Baskin Robin. Even though I'm not going to reward more, reward my team because right now I'm just, I've had it with them. I've had it. 
take no more inspiring words than this. The last time you heard me record with you all, I was a bottom boy. I was the bottom boy, number 12. And now I sit a middle mensch looking to be a green gremlin. That's how much a week can change. That is way more inspiring than 100% of what I had to say. Good work. Speaking of inspiring, I'm sure you're wondering what it must be like to have a major life event happen during, more importantly than a pandemic, FIFA apocalypse. Is that something you were wondering, Lewis? Yeah, and you know what? One of our league members who's been with us since season two had a recent big life event that happened, and I think we should uh, cut to our interview. It was fantastic. I got a chance to talk with uh, Fernando. Let's go to it. Let's go talk to Fernando. Go talk to Fernando. And we are here with Mr. Fernando Herrera, the only member of our league who is on the East Coast, so we got a little bit of uh, diversity there. Fernando, how are you doing today? I am good. A little bit colder than you guys, I'm sure, in, in L.A., and but, you know, doing good. Hey, it's like uh, 70 today. You know, it's a little chilly. A oh, chilly 70? <laughs> nice. This guy in Los Angeles. Oh, man. Well, in San Francisco, it's in the uh, upper 50s, lower 60s, uh, which is perfect, honestly. Like, I might have been raised in a warm climate, but, you know, I was also born with a lot of body hair, so I have a natural blanket. I'm rarely ever cold, ever. Um, Also, I didn't really say who this was. This is, you know who this is. This this is Lewis Connects on the pod. I really wanted uh, to get kind of a perspective of somebody... uh, hasn't been there since the beginning but yet you, you had so you've had so much in life that's kind of uh it could potentially take away from the league but yet you don't let it you always schedule your games on time um and you always you know fight it out i know uh the league hasn't been kind to you but yet you're you're there if you're thick and thin so uh, yeah. i'm gonna start off with uh the first question and that is what got you interested in joining our thief apocalypse um, Michael, so we have a, um, uh, we have a mutual friend, Will Fong, and, um, he... That goes without saying. Well, yeah, 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 so basically, uh, met, uh, met Michael a few times, and, uh, he started talking, like, we started talking through, like, you know, playing video games like GTA and stuff, and he was telling me about FIFA, uh, league that he's a part of. I haven't played FIFA before joining this league for like three years. The last one that I had was FIFA 17. And um, I remember being pretty good at it, but I quickly got humbled when I joined this league. So I'm trying to work my way back up. Know that you're in good company because the very the first season, um, it was the same thing with me. I bought an Xbox so then I could play FIFA because it had been set basically uh, – Undergrad, so taking the rewinding the clocks back to 2013, 2012, and me and my roommates were playing FIFA. Uh, it was the 2010 World Cup. That was the one in South Africa, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you still had Wayne Rooney was a starter for England. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you still had Meredith Soccer and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, it was a bad first season for me. I definitely was, uh, you know, the worst um, throughout the entire. It took, I think, four weeks for me to get a, a win um and my first result actually was a draw against uh, my my fellow co-host here yeah. and uh, i had a goal differential of negative 40 could you believe that oh wow 40 so yeah i understand what it's like for uh it, it to be unkind to you everybody just to bully up <laughs> yeah but uh have you noticed improvement since uh you know season two and your yeah. playing style. I mean, you definitely yeah. playing more. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, starting to get more used to. I think one thing that I was always um, pretty good at was just the you know ball movement and stuff on offense. But um, playing somebody like like Michael specifically, who's you know very uh, good solid defensive strategy. And he's, you know, he's the best and the worst at the same time. <laughs> yeah, he's like one so, of the best in our league, but he's the worst because, like, to score against him is like you're just happy that you got a goal on him. Exactly. So, like, for me, um, you know, I had to try to try to rework my or begin to have a defensive strategy, which is 
something that was that was a little difficult for me to uh, to even wrap my mind around. But now I'm I'm, I'm thinking that uh, like I'm, I'm I'm starting to get better at defense on defense, so I'm starting to concede a little bit less. So my games are have, have been consistently getting a little bit tighter and tighter, which is good. Um, so yeah, a little bit of a market uh, market difference, but hopefully hopefully I can. Uh, you know, start getting some more wins uh, the second half of the season as it comes up. There's a particular win you're going to want to look forward to, and uh, I'll take uh, it away with Daniel because there's a, a quarterfinals leg one match in, in leg two that involves uh, my fellow co-host and our interviewee. That's right. Talk it out, y'all. Well, when we when we were scheduling to get you on the pod, uh, Lewis and I hadn't played yet, so we knew at some point whoever whichever one of us won we're gonna go up against you um so that was that was pretty cool um yeah so i was looking at the table you're you're fifth in goals allowed which is pretty good considering yours truly is last um it's it's just weird because like the the first four are the top four seeds and then there's you and who's you know you've given up the fifth least amount of goals and you're sitting in last so i think that's a bit of bad luck which makes me nervous for our matches here, here in the league cup. Well, I mean, it'll it'll probably be low scoring because I'm also not scoring that many goals. So, um, yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Maybe it'll be a defensive uh, stalemate to a certain degree. Probably. Talk about stalemates. So, if you recall in the history of you and Daniel facing off, you are two, two, and zero. I remember playing you last last season was really tough. Because you were playing as Atletico, and I don't know why Atletico is usually a, like a mental block for me. Because I feel like Atletico is relatively slow. You should be able to outrun them, and then I never can. So then, yeah. one, once I stopped doing that, um, I felt a little, a little bit better. But I wanted Bayern this season. I'd been practicing yeah. with Bayern. I was like, I want Bayern. And then I saw you. You took Bayern. I was like, all right, I got to pivot. Got to pivot and see what I can do. And you got Man City. Boo freaking who. <laughs> <laughs> you get the same team every season. I don't want to hear it from you. Well, uh, the the one, yeah, but you but you were right about uh, about Atletico and and Bayern. Like Atletico is more like um, I don't know team oriented, I suppose. And I mean, not that Bayern isn't, but there's a lot of speed on the on the wings for for Bayern, and that's been really awesome to just you know uh, on defense, you don't get out of position that that quickly. You can always catch up, and on on, on counter attacks, they're 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 pretty damn good. So, yeah, I mean, with people like Coman, I mean, you've got you've got speed. Whereas, yeah, definitely with Atletico, it's about you know moving the ball up the field. That's right. And making those opportunities as players get in position instead of quick counters. Right now, do you have well, a favorite football team that you follow regularly? Um, yeah. So Barcelona. Um, it's, I've always been a Barca fan since I was, uh, in really just a little, uh, since I was a kid, my favorite, my favorite player was, was Rivaldo. I don't know if you guys remember oh, that. That's guy. a throwback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, that was my, that was my favorite player. Um, and then obviously, you know, Ronaldinho, uh, and Messi oh, and all yes. so it's just you know it's been like one like some of my favorite players one after the one after the other um, and actually one of the, my favorite things uh, was that when I was at I was in my previous job um, I actually got a chance to go to Barcelona um, to like implement this new to to help implement this new uh, uh, accounting software but. I went there while there was a Clasico happening, and I got to see a Clasico with when when it was Ronaldo versus Messi, Ooh. and it was wow. that was yeah. that was an amazing amazing game. So, um, I mean, I, I I've, I've never hated Real Madrid, but um, you know when I went to see that game, that really like I was like, okay, whoever wins this game, that's who I'll be a fan of. And Barcelona won three one, so I've been like. Pretty pretty heavy with Barcelona ever since. Now, how nice. how was the atmosphere at at Camp Nou? Were, were they at Camp Nou at, at that time? Yeah, it was okay. at Camp Nou. Uh, it was it was. I mean, to be honest, it was a lot less 
um, it was a lot more cavalier, if you will, than I was expecting. I was expecting kind of like a, it's, it's not like Serie A, like, you know what I mean? Where people are just in the, just going ape shit in the stands. Like people were sitting down, like for the most part, there's a lot of clapping. It was just, it was, it was very like, um, very professional, like kind of, uh, atmosphere, except for the, maybe like the, the stand right behind the, the goals and mm-hmm. stuff. But it was, it was very, it was very nice. That's cool. Camp is, is nothing like I've ever seen. Like it's the biggest stadium I've ever been to by far. Yeah, um, I'm re- I'm sure Daniel also really jealous that you got to see an El Clasico in person. Um, speaking of which, I, I don't know if you've been following the like uh, Champions League tables right now, but uh, Barcelona is in the same table across from uh, Juventus. Yep. That is, uh, I'm not going to sit here and act like I've been a, a Uve fan for the longest time. I literally became a Juventus fan during our FIFA apocalypse. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Lifelong fan since um, March. <laughs> since March. Yeah. Um, and that's why I've kind of stayed with them because I just, I like, like put Ronaldo aside. The rest yeah. of it I really like. Um, and, I mean, basically that first matchup was a shellacking, but there was no Ronaldo because COVID, right? the, the match got COVID, so... Perhaps the next match there will be a Ronaldo Messi matchup again. We can look forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That'll be that'll be great. Um, as far as the Premier League though, like I know everyone usually has a has a team that they follow. I don't actually have one. I just like to just uh, watch all of the games, like any of the games that I can on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings when I wake up and get some coffee and get going. But yeah. Well, I must regret to inform you that I am a uh, Liverpool fan since 2013. So it's, it's been a while. It's not like I just jumped on the bandwagon, but I do have yeah. to say, I think you know where this is going. That Champions League comeback made me cry a couple of years ago <laughs> when they came back against Barcelona. That was one of the great moments of my Liverpool fandom. Well, I mean, and Barcelona just fell apart. I mean, that is also they've, true. they've been known to do that. Like they, When things are going well, they're a great team, but... As of late, when things don't go well, they really don't go well. Like with Bayern in the Champions this this yeah. uh, this time around, and so it's like, yeah. And then you've got players leaving. Atletico is going to be like the next, not the next El Clasico, but I mean, it's going to be. They're already rivals, but yeah, it's going to mean that much more with Suarez. Oh yeah. Plus, I mean, it's going to mean so much for the Madrid derby too. Um, yeah. I mean, they'll be hand in hand, especially with Suarez with Real Madrid. Won't be. I mean, I, I think it's always been a tough matchup for Real, but um, it's definitely gonna level things out a little bit. I think thus far, uh, well, we've only done a few interviews, but you're the first like La Liga supporter, like who has a team favorite team that's La Liga, so it's good. Yeah. Uh, if anybody comes around with a, uh, what is it, League One? Or uh, the French League? What, what is that called? League One. Yeah, yeah, League One. Right. Um, we're going to get them off the pod. <laughs> no no <laughs> French here. None of that. Um, um, I want to say congratulations on your uh, your recent marriage. Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, not only congratulations, but uh, tip of the cap to you. Um, with all that going on, you're still able to get your games in on time promptly. Um that's got to be super difficult when you have a whole commitment of planning a wedding, um, regardless of like the amount of that that's planned by you know the bride and whatnot. You still need to be present and such. So, oh, yeah. how, how has that been? Oh, it's it, it's it's been very lightweight. So, like honestly, playing some FIFA has kind of bro- broken things up a little bit, which is good. Um, but I mean, it was it was just our parents who were present, our siblings, and then that was it. So we had a super super small ceremony so uh it was easy easy to plan around we had a couple of um um dinners and stuff but now we're just you know hanging out of the house like we were before nothing feels different (laughs) yeah Yeah, and again another layer of like it being difficult trying to have a wedding during yeah the pandemic but then again you don't have to play the game of like, oh, we have to invite this person or we can't invite, you know, when you have to downsize the usual wedding uh, attendee list. Instead, you're just like immediate family and that's it. Exactly. Exactly. And then like, it, was, it makes it easier. It, you can like use the pandemic as an excuse why so and so wasn't invited. 
right and i mean and when we have a, when we actually have a uh um you know a party it'll just be a party because the deed is done we've all exactly. there's no pressure and so. uh, no pressure but if daniel and i could ascertain an invitation <laughs> go, go to the east coast like you don't even have to pay pay for a flight you know we'll, there you go we'll, we'll, we'll party with you absolutely if you all uh, have you all been to dc before i have i actually uh lived there for a summer and uh, i lived in dupont circle oh that's right we talked about the about national yeah, archives yeah. and uh it was an amazing summer well yeah if you guys find yourself coming in dc we'll we'll party for sure we'll come over awesome. we'll take some fifa shots <laughs> <laughs> um one last question fernando and um yeah. Some uh, consider my interview style like I like to you know bust people's chops. I'm a bit of a ball buster. Um, right. You currently this is gonna go to the FIFA table of this season. Yeah. You're currently dead last. Two seven and four. Yep. Negative seventeen goal differential. You're dead last. Um, you're a bottom boy, so welcome to familiar company. Um, <laughs> perhaps we could get you next season as a co-host. You know if it pans out this way or. You could so choose as to turn it around. What do you think you need to do to turn it around? It's not I need to score more goals. That's what I need to do. Uh, I have, I have, basically, I feel like I've gotten my my defense to to a point where it's, uh, you know, if I if I keep this rate but score maybe one or two more goals per game, I will be in pretty good shape. So I'm hoping I can turn that around. Couldn't say it any better myself, Daniel. Do you have anything else to add? No, I think that's that's always a good game plan. If you can score more goals than you allow, you got a good shot to win. <laughs> Simple math, that's yeah. right. Definitely. Um, Fernando, again, thank you so much for uh, joining us all the way on the East Coast. Again, congratulations on the marriage, and uh, look forward to seeing that League Cup matchup, and we look forward to hopefully seeing you uh, rise in the table. That's right. Me too. Yeah, congrats, Fernando. Thanks for coming on. We'd like to thank Fernando for coming on the podcast. It's always great to get in a different perspective from an East Coaster and uh, someone who's a fan of La Liga. Fan of La Liga. We don't really get to hear that a lot around our league. Go. <laughs> so now we're going to take a look at Week 7, Match Day 16 and 17. We're starting to get to the end of the season. Not that these matchups mean more than they did in Week 2, but... Now you see more consequences for losing these matchups. Be careful, everybody. The end of the season and the uh, era of Champions League is uh, like TLC would say, doing the creep. You're going to be creeping, creeping towards you. And you don't want to look ahead to any matchups. You want to focus on the matchup you're playing right now. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Did you have any more? Yeah, we don't take no scrubs. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you two teams who aren't scrubs, Michael and Sam. They face off, match day 16. No scrubs here. No scrubs. Yeah, um, so it's fun having a matchup of uh, who used to be Liverpool versus who now has Liverpool and seems to have found his footing with Liverpool. But um, Michael is Michael, and give him any team except maybe Inter Milan. <laughs> um, and... He will, unless he's playing Chris, usually wind up with a result or a victory. Sam, if you can score like you did against me, you stand a pretty good chance against Michael. Uh, Michael, if you can um, have your defense play like it has been of recent, um, you've got Samuel figured out. But I think Michael comes out on top, let's say a 3-1. to one. Sam has a very tough week this week. He's, he's going to end up playing four games, only two in league play, but he's going to end up playing four games, all four against the top two seeds in, in the league. Yep, 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 yep. Um, speaking of the top seed in the league, Chris, he plays another Martinez in match day 16, as opposed to the Sam Martinez that he plays in match day 17. Um, who designed this schedule? That's very nice. I like that. Uh, Wasn't me. Real shaggy. We'd, we'd like to thank the commissioner for scheduling such a, such nice matchups right there. Um, Chris plays George. That'll be a fantastic. I actually think this will be a, a draw. I do too. I think this I is think where Chris drops points. Two to two. Deuces. Peace signs. I think uh, Chris will start off, but George will respond, and then um, it'll either be back and forth or uh, – okay. 
check this out. Chris scores first, then George answers one in the first half, another one to start in the second half, and then Chris at the end scores, but then George can keep him to that at the end. You think, you think it's a 2-2 drop? I think this is where Chris drops his points. Really? This is where he This is where he gives Michael that opening to, to get back into it. Prediction. And, and obviously George needs to keep his, his foot on the pedal here to make sure he gets clear of that playing round. He does. That's not um, something you want to be in. Wisely, he can wisely up his offensive production and stick to his usual um, staunch defense. Only for this matchup, though. He doesn't need to do it for match day 17. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Easy there. Um, so the next one. Oh, speaking of... Uh, here we go, Daniel. You played Jordan. This is a big one. This is... This is, the, the, this is outside of the League Cup match against you, which was obviously an elimination match. I, I'd hazard a guess to say that this is my biggest matchup so far in the league. This is a special... Uh, you're equal in points. Uh, you're equal in record. The only thing that separates you is uh, goal differential, goals allowed. But guess what? If I win, it doesn't matter. Exactly. And if Jordan wins, it doesn't matter for him. So this will be a big one. Um, let me guess. I think you're staring at me right now. You want a result. Well, you got a result. Because uh, one thing I pride myself in, it's being decisive. Uh, I think... Jordan takes this three to two. I'm sorry, man. I hate to do this to you. And you know what? Play better and prove me wrong. Screw me. Not, not literally. You know what I mean. You know what? It, uh, honestly, that kind of result would not surprise me. Jordan plays is a is a great player. Barcelona's a tough team to beat. You've got two offensive that would make one say, "Let's fly." Um, and then, I mean, Jordan wants to also make it into the green. Uh, just as I don't know if it's as much as he wanted to make it in the green because he hasn't had the taste of uh, red. He hasn't been a bottom boy this week, but um, I mean this season. But um, this will be a, a very close matchup, uh, Daniel. If you can uh, use your boys, your wingers, uh, get some uh, get something to uh, rub his fro in Messi's face. I think you might win this one. But if that fro did not touch the face of Messi. You heard it from me, everybody. It's a loss for you. I'm sorry. This is going to be a very tough matchup, not just because Jordan is a great player. Um, I've been on a really strong string lately. That string is bound to break at some point. Uh, It would not surprise me to see it break against Jordan, but I'm hoping for a good, entertaining match between us both. You never know. Maybe we we decide to split the points, see what happens. I mean... If I don't like saying that a draw is going to happen, even though I did, did call a draw for Chris and George just now, but um, yeah, um, I think for both of your sakes, you don't want the draw. You need to separate yourself. That is true. We need some separation. Establish yourself as a green grip. I'm sorry, Jordan. I just need a little bit of space from you. Preferably with me going off the You're table. Close. You're too close, Jordan. Um, speaking of too close to Jordan and myself, you play Fernando, our, play our guest. Fernando, our guest, and which is kind of interesting because when we had our, uh, I'll mention it just once, when we were recording our interview with uh, Fernando, Daniel was about to play Fernando in the League Cup. There I said it. I mentioned the League Cup. And who did, who did I beat to get there? You had to be me, of oh, course. Okay. Who else would you be? One of these. It just means that much more. We have gone over the fact that both of us had not won in the qualifiers. So this is historic for you already. Um, but it's, uh, I don't know. Daniel, you talk about this match. I think, um, I think both of you need this match. I think both of you really need this match. You've been in a slide lately. I don't know what's going on. If you need if you need anything, you know, just tell me. I can give you some Baskin Robbins coupons. Um, although I think that's been part of the problem is your players are eating too much Baskin Robbins. Yeah, um, we might need some. Uh, well, actually, this just in, uh, listeners, the uh, FIFA apocalypse has now acquired 
another sponsor through a unilateral discussion with our commissioner. Uh, Clorox is now one of our sponsors. After that matchup against Sam, you need to clean up your defense. What better way to clean up your defense than with Clorox? Official sponsor of FIFA Apocalypse. So start cleaning up your defense against Fernando, and I think you'll be okay. Fernando needs this matchup, though. He needs this win. And I think he's going to come out firing on all cylinders. We saw he scored four against James. I don't, I don't see any reason why he couldn't score four against you unless you clean it up with Clorox. I think I'm going to do that like right after the, right after this pod. I think I'm going to do that. Speaking of our Clorox commissioner, Carrie. You've got Carrie playing Kyle. Woo. Carrie, Kyle. Carrie uh... is playing Kyle. Uh, Kerry's playing Kyle Um, Kyle he is you know fine he's Kyle's he's he's eight points clear of the the plane like that you know he he still needs to play relatively well but he's in a relatively safe position Um, I think Kerry needs needs a win from this I think if he gets a win he'll be in a much better spot uh, lifetime, Carrie and Kyle when they play are there. Carrie has not beaten Kyle. He's 0-5-1 ever. That's what that's what this says. Mm-hmm. Um, so what better time for a win than now? Yep, and Carrie uh, did have some tough losses, but um, he showed some uh, some class in his play. Um, I think against Kyle, Kyle is uh, almost kind of reminds me of myself, inconsistent um, in his play. So if Carey can score easy and then not let it get, not get ahead of himself, maintain defensive uh, composure, I think Carey wins this. Um, sadly, I don't think Carey wins this. Um, I think Kyle wins uh, four to three. Even though Carey has some of the fastest players in FIFA? And in real life? I, I think so, because um, one, Kyle can score. Two, so here's the thing. Um, it definitely gets it gets our commissioner's blood boiling when dancing happens as a celebration. Of, of any kind. Dancing of any of kind. kind. Um, and if, yeah, Carrie uh, is definitely the uh, team no dancing allowed in this town uh, side of Footloose. We, we like to call him John Lithgow from time to time. We like to call him John Lithgow. He is the antithesis of uh, Kevin Bacon, if you could believe it. I don't believe it. That said, um, if Kyle uh, gets out scoring early, dances, that might get it under Carey's skin, and I think it does. Um, I think a 4-3, to three, but I also do think Carey marches on because he, he does have very fast offense, very high-powered offense, um, and... I do think he tried, you know, dig his way back into the game, but to no avail. I think Kyle wins four to three. I I don't think you can ever count carry out with PSG's speed. Um, I think if he scores early, he can put himself in a good position. But there's a reason Kyle's third. That's because he's a, he's a good player. Carry's a good player too. It's it's hard. You're not always going to get the, the result that you deserve. What are you going to do? Speaking of not getting the results you deserve, Brian plays James. And Brian certainly hasn't gotten the results he's deserved this season. Exactly. So if you're asking what I think about this game... I, I wasn't think, asking. Oh. Did you hear okay. me ask? Are you asking? Are you demanding? Like what? What's Lewis, what do you think about this game? Oh, thank you. Um, I think Brian actually wins this one. I think Brian's had enough. I think, uh, I don't know if it's just because I want to go for the team that make their way back into uh, the table, but uh, Brian has quality in his FIFA play. Um, whether he's been unfocused or whether it's just been playing as inter, I think Brian has been him to get a win here, uh, break the cycle, and uh, maybe dig his way up to being a green gremlin himself he is the uh person in charge of that he's in control of his own destiny there but um i think brian wins two to one 
A defensive struggle. I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to have a tough matchup in match day 17 when he phases off against Michael. friends facing off um i think michael wins against brian um brian having a different team it'd be a closer game but um i think michael wins four to two i think michael wins four to two he's got uh obama yang and lacote and uh ozil sometimes contributing to the scoring um that's gonna be too much for brian to handle brian doesn't have the defense honestly brian would be better off at napoli should have just gone with napoli but, you know, that's that's uh, another season's draft away as far as uh, predictions. Anywho, um, what do you think about this? I, I think Michael wins maybe 4-1. to 4-1, to one, okay. Even, Even wider. Yeah. Wow. Okay, moving on to Kyle and James. I think this is going to be a close match. Currently, they sit 3-5 and five in the standings. Only six points separates them. Only six points separate. So if James takes this, again, that makes things very close. Very. But if Kyle wins, he can open up a bit of a lead and uh, really seem to put his stamp on, on his spot in the table. So a lot of eyes will be on this matchup. A lot of eyes will be on this matchup. But more eyes will be on the next matchup. More eyes will be on the next matchup. You want to know why? Daniel, tell him why. It's the Richmond Heights Derby Volume 2. That's the official sound of the Richmond Heights Derby. Uh, We had a crackling Richmond Heights Derby Volume 1, which resulted in a 2-2 draw. In a 2-2 draw, Kerry came out uh, ahead in the beginning, and I came back. um, And we got perspectives from both sides, and we had a watch-along with uh, Daniel and our uh, guest co-host, Michael. Um... Do you think you're going to do that again? Guess what? You're goddamn right we're going to do that again. Yeah, and have like a few uh, Bud Light Limeritas while you're at it. That's exactly what we're going to do if we, if we get sponsored by them in time. It'd be a Four loco moment for you guys. You've given up on the Rocky Road moment? No, this is totally different. I feel like to uh, understand the energy of the Richmond Heights Derby, it's not about Rocky Roads. It's not that kind of drama. It's, it's intense. like high-octane drinking Four Locos on the drive to Vegas. Um, once you pull to the side of the road and then you drink it there, uh, recycle the can, and then you get back in the car. The driver is, of course, uh, sober and not drinking Four Locos, as uh, one responsibly does. And then you continue the drive because, you know, no open containers while you're driving. And this is also in a non-pandemic environment. Of course. Um, then we have Fernando and Jordan. Hey, not so fast. You have to predict. I'll, I have to make a prediction for Kerry Lewis? You have to make a prediction. This is difficult for me. I'm looking my co-host in the eye. But my, the, the brain is telling me where it wants to go. The heart is telling me where it wants to go. Fortunately for me, they're lined up in the same way, and I think Kerry wins 4-3. to three. Ooh, okay. I can definitely uh, see that happening if I'm playing like I'm playing now. I think um, Kerry's going to go no. all out attack. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I I feel like if I comment, I'm just getting into uh, my stratagems for that matchup. So we'll save that. We'll save that for next week. All right. Well, now let's get into Fernando Jordan. Fernando Jordan. There isn't anything like... Well, a lot on the line for these two teams. Jordan hanging out, trying to get into the green gremlin spot. Yeah, I guess for both of them, every game, I mean, for most people, every game is a momentous game. It means a lot. Um, I think it means more to Fernando than it does Jordan, though. Depends how Jordan does against me. True. I think if... uh, And also how Fernando does against me. I mean, many variables there. A lot of variables. Fernando has to, like, start now. If he wants to be reckoned with as a force in the uh, middle mensch group, and that could be a result, getting a draw. Um, but I would like to see a victory. Um, I actually pick Fernando on this one, coming out on top, three to one. I think Jordan wins two one. Jordan wins two to one. T- 
is a fair crop. Um, I don't think that's a bad prediction, but I also think you're wrong. Fernando wins. Well, I guess we'll find out. On match day 17, next to, ooh, here's a big one, Daniel versus George. The Orange Bowl. The what? The Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl, that's right. Um, everybody, don't expect to get any of your Sunkissed products during this time, because uh, both Daniel and George will be focusing on their matches. So, stock up! Uh, last time we played in the Orange Bowl, George batted me around like I was a loose orange in a repacking machine. I came out bruised, I came out broken, I came out beaten. I would enter quarantine just a week later and come out rejuvenated from the other side. I hope I can carry that rejuvenation into this matchup with George because I need to beat George in order to move up the table. That's right. Back to match day seven when he beat you three to nothing. It still lingers like the cranberries. Do you have to really linger? That was my attempt at the cranberries. I apologize uh, to all you cranberries. Cranberry fans and the cranberries themselves. We have not been sponsored by Ocean Spray, so don't breathe into that. Yeah, don't at all. Don't drink Ocean Spray. Drink uh, Baskin Robbins. Drink Clorox. Drink Clorox. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to have a better result against George this, uh, this match day. I'm hoping it's at least competitive. That's what we want. We want competitive matches to watch. And, uh, We'll see how that goes. And then final mat, final game of this match week. Oh, hold up, hold up. Don't, don't uh, disallow me my chance to predict. I'm sorry, I was playing I was playing VAR right there. Disallowing me right. from a chance. Right. Um, I think... I think it's a tie, honestly. George is like master of the draw. You have no faith um, in me. I have faith in you to pull a result. You, you, you picked me to lose against Jordan, and you picked me to draw George. I see how well, it is. There you go. Prove me wrong. Okay. That's what to do. It fuels the fire. Kindles the flame. Um, I think it's a one-to-one, uh, one, right? Your team, Man City, with all of its speed and uh, scoreability, I think George has an answer for that, and... Um, I think he's going to be preoccupied with limiting your scoring, and it'll be a one-to-one draw. That's a respectable result against George. Tune in to watch it. 1 p.m. Saturday. Pacific time. Pacific time, that's right. Um, Now we get to the big matchup of the week. We get blessed. You and I do, Lewis. We get blessed to watch this matchup not just once, not just twice. Three times this week, with only one of them coming in league play. The other two are league cup. You think they'll play back to back to back? God, I hope so. You know who'd love that? I'd love that. I would love that too. See what I did there? You thought I was going to say our commissioner. I did think you were going to say the commissioner. <laughs> we get this matchup three times this week. What matchup am I talking about, Lewis? You're talking versus uh, Samuel. Chris versus Sam. That's what I'm talking about. That's what Chris. I'm talking about. And I think, uh, well, one, to predict, uh, it's just really hard to tell. Let's uh, go back in time to when they played last. Of course, this isn't a fair uh, assessment. That, that's funny. So in week three, Chris has a win over Samuel, and it's not highlighted. Like, Chris isn't highlighted. Does that mean it counts? I don't know. <laughs> Whoever is working on those... Uh, those fields in the spreadsheet should uh, get to work on it. Chop, chop. What, did, what was the score of that match? <laughs> Three to one, Chris. So what does that make you think with uh, this matchup? You know, I think Sam has been playing a lot better as of late. I think he can really put it to Chris in this one. And I think Chris, I think he still gives up three goals to Chris. And then I think Sam comes back and is able to score more than he did last time. But not that much more, and I think Chris wins three to two. Ayo, y'all thought he was gonna choose Samuel. Well, guess what? I think Samuel wins uh, three to two. Okay, so we uh, both think uh, it's gonna be three two. Yeah, it's All just right. you know topsy turvy over here. Um, but I mean, you know my tendencies. I uh, 
I root for Samuel on this one just because uh, such a such a fun team to watch. Um, say what you want about schedule ability, but um, it's a fun team to watch. You know, in his first first uh, as a newcomer in our league, winning the uh, Champions League as PSG, and then basically being thrown into a university he doesn't understand with Liverpool, um, steeping Liverpool from the previous season's champion of the table of the league. Um, he's turned it around, and I think he's going to keep working with Liverpool on the uh, practice arena. And I think he takes it to Chris, and it'll be a three to two win. Now, if you're Sam, you've got a lot of games to juggle here against Chris. Um, not to mention your game against Michael. Which games are you? Let's say you're in Sam's shoes, and you're managing. You're you're managing your boys here. Which games are you more focused on? You're in Sam's spot in the table. Which games are you more focused on? Well, if I'm going off of evidence of, uh, and that's through one appearance in the Champions League, um, and making it all the way and winning the Champions League, one might say, "Hey, let's focus on climbing as high as we can and definitively either making a play in or getting into the green." One might say that, but I honestly think. Um, I'd focus. Can I say every game, or is that like copping out? You can say every game, but that is a cop out. I think Samuel should focus on the League Cup. You're 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 placed in another tournament, Samuel. So what I would do is play your freaking heart out in this tournament, and maybe let Chris have match day seventeen on our. Uh, we'll get to review this in our League Cup uh, podcast, reviewing the quarterfinals. But um, yeah. I, if I'm Samuel, I would focus on the League Cup. I also would not schedule them back-to-back-to-back because to back to back I think Chris thrives on that. Well, and Sam's already been eliminated from the League title. Um, so I think focusing on the League Cup would be better for him. Obviously, Michael wants him to focus on the League title. Right? Of course. And, of course, you want to win every game you play. But if you can only win two, I think you take the two in the League Cup. For the... Uh words of Herm Edwards, uh, you play to win the game. That's right. That's right. Well, that's uh, that does it for week seven. After week seven, we will have five matches remaining. That's right. The end is uh, it, it's it's approaching. We are getting it's close to wrapping up the season, folks. After this week, we have five matches remaining. Every match of utmost importance for everyone. We're all still really bunched up in the table. Um, it's it's going to be whoever is fastest down the down the stretch of the season is going to come out on top. Hey, would you like to play some uh, some friendlies after this? Yeah, Here. sure. So then they know the friendlies are part of you know everyday uh, out of uh, table functions. Do you uh, want to talk about the friendlies we played yesterday? No, I don't. Um, what I would like to hear is a song. Um, a particular song that was the theme song for the 2010 World Cup, sung by Shakira. Um, this time for Africa, also known as Waka Waka. How about it? Is it actually called Waka Waka? Hit it! Because this is Africa. 